we're still recording. We are here. I'm Tony Hannity's. And I'm Quentin. Just Quentin. <laughs> so I did something. I have some news oh. that is not important to anyone at all, but it is personally makes me super happy. I'm excited. I must know. I finally got my chicken dinner on <gasps> PUBG. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. That is so cool. No, I'm not even being facetious. That is really cool. That's hard. <laughs> did you do it as solo or did you went in with a team? I was paired up with the uh the buddy of mine who convinced me to buy the game. Oh, from the other and... guy from California. Yeah. And uh yeah, we we finally got it. We finally got the chicken dinner. And for those of you who don't know, the chicken dinner is the, like, when you win the game, the you and a buddy of yours versus a hundred other players, at the end, it always says, winner, winner, chicken dinner across the screen. So the saying is, gotta get that chicken, or, you know, you, you're going after that chicken or something, so... We finally got our chicken. Got our chicken dinner. Well, Quentin, congratulations. And as a follow-up... I, I am a little selfish, okay? I, I'm a little self-centered as well, too. So when you alluded to a friend in California, even Calif- even though California is quite large, respectively, I, I thought I was your only friend. And I was like, I, <laughs> I never I never told you, told you to download this game on Steam. I don't play on Steam. He must have another friend. Oh, I'm not the only one in California. I feel sad now. I'm going back to wah, I'm going back wah. to my rock. Yeah. No, no, seriously though. That's awesome cuz for people who don't know, um that's really difficult. Um unless everybody else are like com- complete plebs and they suck. But um I'm sure that's not the kind of people that you were playing against. I mean, it self-weeds itself out, right? Yeah. That's true. Is that, is that even a sentence? Uh, well, you, weeds I, you know what? It, I understood what you were saying, so I'm going with it, and people that are listening are going to have to go with it as well, too. I'll take it. Yeah, but no, I, you know, I live vicariously through streamers, because I haven't played PUBG more than I had a chance to test it out at the Razor store in San Francisco. And beyond that, I haven't downloaded it on Steam, even though my machine is more than capable of playing it. I just, I don't know. And I've I've spoken to you about this, and people listening to the podcast have heard this before. I don't really coalesce with my other gaming friends. Like, they're either really hardcore gamers on PlayStation, or even those that are on Xbox. They play at a weird time that I don't play, because, you know... Just, just how life happens, and, and and PUBG is a great example where you can make you know, you can turn left or right and scream out PUBG, and someone's gonna say, "Heck yeah, I'm super excited about that game," but I can't play with them because <laughs> just bad timing. <laughs> this is why I can't be in your raids because you just had a raid or you were doing something before we recorded this podcast, and I was busy putting my kids to sleep. That sounds weird. <laughs> I was singing them to sleep, not putting them to sleep, because that sounds like a, some sort of weird sleeper hold that I do, and I, I really I don't do that. I wish I had a group like you, man. I, I'm so envious of you, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, it certainly is fun. So with Halloween just passing, and it being a predominant American holiday, if you will, 
Um, I, I thought it would would be apropos to kind of just kind of reminisce, if you will. Do you have any kind of cool or funny Halloween stories you want to tell? So I used to live with my cousins, and of one of them, their birthday was on Halloween, or is on Halloween. She is currently alive, so it is on Halloween. Um, but we used to get together every year and hang out, just do birthday things, you know, cake and ice cream. Um, and one of her sisters during Halloween, uh, someone, I don't remember who, but someone said, Hey, guess what tomorrow is? And she goes, Cinco de Mayo. And the whole place just started cracking up and for a good five minutes because no one told her. She just was like, why is everyone laughing? It's Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. <laughs> and finally, someone was like, you idiot. It's the 5th of May. <laughs> so every year it it's is in, now a tradition. It's in the name, too. <laughs> yeah. No, every year now is a tradition of like, guys, tomorrow? Do you do you honestly know what tomorrow is? It's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so is that a running joke that that will never get old for you and your family? Or do you think at one point it'll be like, okay, we're, we're older. We're done with it. It's not funny anymore. I think it's going to stick around for a long time. <laughs> it's been a few years already and it's still just as funny. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Oh man. Halloween. I, I'm not really one to, to, you know, celebrate Halloween yeah, especially now that I'm older, except vicariously through my kids. Um, I love it that my, my son makes his own costumes almost from scratch and everything. But when I was his age, or probably a little older, uh, three years older, when I was 16, I was living in England. And in England, Halloween isn't something that is, like, not not that it, it it's accepted, but it's, like, not a thing that the British do. They do it really half-assly, if, if that's a word. Um, but they, they do Have it acidly, acidly. Is that a thing? I don't know. I think it's acidly. Okay. Well, they do it like, you know, poorly, poorly. Yeah, there we go. That's a good adjective. They do it poorly because it's not a, it's, it's, it's an Americanized thing that they're doing for the expats that live over there. They're like, yeah, okay, fine. We'll let you do this. But one of the times I hung out with my British friends, they asked me, hey, so what's all this Halloween hubbub about? And I kind of explained to them the hallmark kind of iteration of Halloween. And they said, well, the whole trick-or-treat thing sounds kind of cool, but we're all 16 years old and it kind of seems stupid to go around to random strangers' houses and ask them for biscuits and candy i'm like yeah it does seem really odd especially in this particular neighborhood that we're in let me just tell you the neighborhood that we were currently in during this conversation is not the best of neighborhoods in the greater london it's probably a neighborhood that when i do go back to visit london in a few weeks i will not be going back to for the safety of my family so fast or rather rewinding in this story um, I explained to them the advent of trick-or-treat, and all they really wanted to do was lean on the whole trick aspect of it. So we didn't inflict bodily harm to anybody. We didn't break any laws. Uh, we did a bunch of uh, – what are they called? Uh, uh, door uh, Ding-dong dashing where you ring somebody's doorbell and you run away. So we, so we, we, we did a bunch of that. But the, How old were you again? 16 years old. 
So nah, yeah. that's why you were lame. Yes, thank you. Um, so we were <laughs> we were doing that a bunch, and we thought it was great. Also, it 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 needs to be. I, I need to um, kind of lay out the legal age to smoke and drink when you're in 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 London. And I don't I don't know if it's changed since then, actually. But back then, it was legal to smoke when you're 16, and it's legal to drink when you're 18. But again, if I'm smoking, I'm drinking, and Again, this is the devil inside me on this part. So I'm plastered by this time. And it's already past like 11 o'clock p.m. on a Wednesday night. Like, you know, this is definitely one of those things where my parents thought I was at some other guy's house. And we were not at the house. Like, we were out and about. And Mm -hmm. um, so we came across this one house that was actually uh, vacant. It was not dilapidated per se, but it definitely had seen better days. And so we decided to go in there and we wanted to pull a prank on one of my friends. And so, you know, we hid in a corner to kind of jump scare him, you know, you know, like from a like a haunted house kind of thing. And Mm. what happened, though, was when we turned that corner to hide um, kind of underneath these like shelves or whatever that were on the on the on the wall i felt a tap on my left shoulder i turned around no freaking joke there was another squatter in that house and he was like get out and he was yelling you know obscenities at us and everything basically saying get out of my house which is ironic because he's a squatter it's not even his house but he you know where where he's you know being at that moment in time and my heart dropped to the floor i almost threw up in my mouth multiple times and i thought i was going to die so oh my gosh so the night started in debauchery and drunkenness and fun loving just 16 year old kids just having a bang old time and ended in this freaked me out which is another reason why I cannot do horror films. Can you do horror films? I can't do horror films. No, I can't stand them. I I don't know, they just give me a bad feeling that like it's I'm like it's not like a, you know, that feeling when you normally leave a scary movie and you're like, "Oh, now I'm scared. Oh, it's dark." Da, 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 da. No. It's like this weird like uneasy feeling in my like my soul. That I don't appreciate, so I can't do horror movies. Horror video games, on the other hand, I enjoy. That's interesting, because horror video games are a lot more immersive, and it forces you to really confront those fears, because you have to go down that hallway. And I'm sure you already know that there might be a jump scare of a zombie or something, but it, it, it isn't it more visceral for you? Because it's coming at you, not an actor. I mean... One game that I use in as a, as an example is Alien Isolation. Of that in that game, you actually do have weapons. You have weapons and armor and a bunch of other stuff. But the cool thing is, is the game, the way it works is one: your goal is to run and hide. Your goal is to make it through without being seen. But your armor and inventory are very limited. Um, you do not have a lot of stuff that you can be carrying around. So yeah, the alien could be flying at you and you could hit him with that flamethrower and he'll run away for a minute and give you time to run. But is it worth it? 
because you've only got like two shots left and you just used one and now you have one and now you've got to make it down this much further in the level but you've only got enough for one little spurt of fire left and is that going to be enough to scare off the uh alien or is it he's just going to kind of cower for a second and then attack you it's i really like it cuz it was a lot more tact uh tactically inclined where normally it's just you know run in and die you know horror games or horror game or horror movie style sure. this was a lot more like you were in control and at the same time completely out of control and i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun um I don't know. I can do horror games because I feel more in control. Like I can make those decisions of like, yeah, I'm going down this hallway, but I'm going down the hallway on my terms. I can choose how I'm going down this hallway, whether I have a gun or have something with me to defend me. Or if I, you know, if not in that situation, let's say in layers of fear, um, I can at least be prepared of like, okay, we're going down this hallway. Um, I see a door off to the right. I'm going to choose to look through that door carefully so I can be prepared for anything in there. You know, the, you know, in like mostly like cartoons, there's always that goofball that goes down a hallway with like pillows front to back. He's got a hockey mask on. He's holding a, an ironing board as a shield and a tennis racket as his sword. It's like, follow me if you want to live. But he's like super awkward about it. That would Mm. be me. Like I, I cannot do horror games, horror films. I, I, what, everything that you just described, I had a sickening feeling to my stomach. I can't do it. I, I, really? I don't. I don't care if the developer is sitting next to me and he says, "In three seconds, something will jump out at you, and you have to shoot it or run to the left in a split second." Go. I don't care. I, I will still get freaked out, and I will. I will run away. My son was telling me about the that you know that game slender man freaked me out mm-hmm. he was just telling me about it <laughs> freaked me out and then he's like yeah well there's this other game five nights or freddy's no i don't care the chuck e cheese that's haunted screw that i I'm, I'm going to chuck e cheese that's not haunted and they have really greasy pizza that's what i want right now but 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 the alien game that you you're referring to is this a spin-off of alien the the movie yeah it's it's like by the same director, if I remember correctly. It's Ridley it's Scott. Really well done. Yeah. Okay. It's really well done. Can I tell you something that actually goes into this very, very well? What? So in London, again, when I was in seventh grade, we had a class outing to a little place in Greater London called the Trocadero. Now it's no longer there. It was kind of the Pepsi Max Center. It was sponsored by Pepsi. It was sponsored by all these other people. There were rides inside this building. There was a giant arcade inside this building. There was a VR. The VR that we all talk about how terrible it was with polygon pterodactyls that are attacking you. I actually got to try that in VR back in 1996, 1997, whenever it was. But they had this one – I wouldn't call it a ride. It was an experience called Alien War, and the idea is that you're on the ship that is the main ship in Alien. And for those who are listening, I apo- I apologize. I don't I don't know the, the name Nostromo. Of it. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. You you could have said anything, and I would ag- have I would agree with you. Um, my Alien lore is not as good as my Star Wars lore. So, um, but 
uh, oh god, don't ask me Star Wars questions. No, but so <laughs> Alien War, you're it's kind of like a haunted house, but your guides are soldiers. And they have like, you know, the machine guns from Alien, the really hardcore machine guns. And they're mm-hmm. like, "All right, so our ship lost power, and we need to do this, but we have to go through this hallway." And you're like, "Okay, let me go through this hallway." And you know, a strobe light will appear randomly, and right next to you, within touching distance, is this really skinny guy dressed up in an alien costume. And let me tell you, it freaked me out. And it's not just one guy, there are ten guys. And it's not just that they're there to freak you out behind plexiglass doors and stuff like that. They will grab you. And if they grab you, they will take you away from the rest of the party that you have entered the alien war experience with. And they will give you back to everybody else after the whole experience is done. I was not about to be taken away. Now, what I liked about this was that the two girls that I was going with were holding my hand in complete fear. And I was in my super awkward stage where I'm like, I like all girls that acknowledge me. So I was like, oh, great. This girl's (laughs) totally down with me or whatever. Obviously, it never happened. But, you know, they're holding my hand, they're grabbing me, and they're, like, hiding behind me and everything. I'm like, I will save you. But when that thing jumped out at me, I freaked the hell out. And so, for the most part, I was okay, except for the fact that one alien snuck up behind us and made everybody go running. And I fell, and everyone started running on top of me and trampled me. I had about ten people trample me. And guess who grabbed me by my feet and dragged me? Oh. That freaking alien. Now, at the end, you know, they they kind of, they they drop you off in like a green room area where you're like, you're okay, I hope you're fine. There is no way in hell they would let this ride happen in this day and age. Because you know all the, the haunted houses that we have throughout the United States, they're not allowed to touch people that walk through it. They're just allowed to scare you. And maybe lightly touch you, but they cannot grab you and drag you. They grabbed me and dragged me. So you know, we actually do have one in Salt Lake where they can do that. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, you have to sign like a big old waiver beforehand, but they specifically call out in the waiver that we can remove you from your party and lock you up for oh up to God. like one hour or something like that. No way. Yeah, and oh, my God. wife wanted to go do one of these, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I love you, but it's not happening. I don't want to be touched. I would do an escape room times four before I get that done, because God forbid that that were to happen to me again, I would freak out so much that I would be curling up in a ball, rocking back and forth, singing Frere Jaca. That is not something I want to deal with anymore. And so... <laughs> um Trocadero is done. Alien War is done. It's not a roving experience. It's nothing that you can experience anymore. But yeah, that's that's it was horrifying. And that wasn't even a Halloween thing. You know when I did that? It was for Christmas shopping. God. What? Yeah, so the, the school took us out on a field trip to Greater London so we could shop for Christmas gifts for our parents. It was really nice for the most part. We did all the shopping. We shopped for ourselves. I got my mom a little porcelain doll, a dog. And she's like, why'd you get me this dog? I thought you would like it. But yeah, then, then everyone wanted to do Alien War. It's like, 
oh man, worst, worst <laughs> idea ever. So you mentioned you're going to London in a week? Yes. Tony, you have to say more to that. <laughs> <laughs> you you always tell me I I I uh, I I, I uh, exposition too much. So yes, I I'm, I'm headed to London um, with the family. Very very exciting. It's going to be their first time. My mother in law has been there many times. So the good thing is she got us a good deal. She isn't necessarily going to be coming with us to all the touristy things that we're doing because she she's probably done them before um but she will be helping out with babysitting so my wife and i can go out in the night and enjoy the nightlife to a certain extreme um taking my wife to see phantom of the opera in the west end as her birthday present Ooh, fancy yeah Yeah. Um, but by the time that this podcast records uh actually goes out it will her birthday would have had passed since it's on the 1st of November. So it gets me out of having to buy a birthday gift on the day, but the actual like gift gift is is going to be a big deal for both of us. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things like have, so if I were to come to like I guess you know, your town or you know, um the 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 capital uh, Salt Lake City there might be like maybe three things that you, you, you would say, okay, you have to see this. Like, okay, I will see that. Then I'm done seeing those three things. Then what do I do? And it's kind of like you're conjuring, you're looking up on Yelp, and you're like, okay, what can you do with kids? And what can you do with less than $5 in your pocket? What can you, what, you know, how, how can you get over here? <laughs> can you get over here with or without Uber? Like the, those, those sorts of things. And, and that's kind of what we're at right now. I have a whole OneNote listed out for all the itinerary of the things that we can and cannot do. And mm-hmm. one of them involves checking out the Harry Potter behind the scenes, which would be super awesome. But t- tickets are ninety five per person, and Ooh. I don't mean to sound like a cheapskate, but I'm a cheapskate, so that's not happening. <laughs> well, and also like ninety five plus you plus your wife plus kids, like even just you and your wife, that's $200. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then my, my wife also alluded to doing the whole London Eye Ferris wheel thing that overlooks the Thames, uh, which is similar to the one that's in Las Vegas, the Link. It's just this big bubble Ferris wheel that goes very, very slowly. I mean, the whole thing's going to take about an hour and a half. I'm like, look, when you go up above 20 feet, you're going to see pretty much what you want to see, and then you're going to want to get down, but you can't. You just got to wait. And unless you can put a brandy in my hand or something else like fish and chips, I'm not going to be a happy camper, especially with a five-year-old who probably needs to go to the bathroom when we're right at the top. So... (laughs) Yeah. Although, uh, with all due respect to my daughter, she's getting so much better at that sort of thing. Don't they have bars in there? In the things? No. I mean, I don't know how they do it in London, but the one in Vegas, the bar is at the the docking point. So there's a bar where right after you get your ticket, you go to the bar where you wait for your call. And then you spend a lot of money at the bar, and you 
grab your drink, and then you go up. But if you need a refill while you're up there, there's not a bartender, at least not in the one that we were in. Maybe there might be one or two bubbles that have a bartender, but the standard one, there ain't no bar. So That would make sense if they had like a special one that would have it, because... Like me, if I took me and my wife up there, like we don't drink, we'd be like, yeah, could I get a a soda and a water, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. That'll be $9. Like, oh, God, what do we do? Never mind. I'll just <laughs> take is... the free water. You have any of that free bread as well? <laughs> yes, that will also be $9 in tax. <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> tax on what? No, it it's it's gonna be exciting. I mean, have have you gone like uh, done any touristy things in your uh, recent life that is memorable for you? I mean, I had my trip to Florida during June, um, which was my first time to the East Coast, and that was pretty fun. Very nice sand, um, but I will say we we're there like a day too long. It was very fun. Do not get me wrong. Trip of the lifetime. Awesome. But, like, I'm an indoor cat. <laughs> uh, after so much sun, surf, and sand, <laughs> the last day I was so done with every single grain of sand. I was like, do not touch me. Do not come near me. I don't want to smell the ocean. I don't want to feel the sand. I want to be done with it. <laughs> but you can be one with the sand and the ocean and the fish in the sea and the octopuses. Oh, freaking that's another thing is I don't like wildlife. I don't like, especially like Quentin. Uh, you fish? like hikes and stuff and taking pictures okay, of fish, nature. Fish and specifically. I don't like sea wildlife. I don't like fish. I Why? Because they have weird like eyes fish. on both sides of their body. And it's weird how they can swim in a straight line with a strange visual output. I don't know. It's something about fish. I don't like fish. Like if they're in like a tank, I can admire them and be like, oh, that one's beautiful. That one's got lots of colors. Ooh, that one's got sharp teeth. You know, that, that one's of, giving uh, me the finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I can appreciate, um, you know, good looking fish, but like swimming with them, I've realized I don't particularly enjoy it after, especially after so long of doing it. I eventually I'm like, okay, there is little sea creatures just everywhere because that's the thing is if i can like go into the environment and then immediately get out of the environment whenever i want i'm fine but when it's literally surrounding you and there's no getting out of it and it's all this these you know fish and stuff it eventually i'm just done we went snorkeling um on one of the on one of the last days and we jumped we we were on a catamaran and went off the boat into the water to do the snorkeling and it was a lot of fun and people were collecting seashells and stuff but this huge school of fish started following me around and mind you i'm already kind of like burned out on the fish situation and then this huge school of fish is like oh let's see what this is and i'm like oh could you not <laughs> Oh, but that sounds so cute. Like, oh, teach us. We're a school. We need learning. Like, no, I don't <laughs> want to teach you the life. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, we we went on that catamaran, and that was fun. I loved being on the catamaran and going out to the water because, one, didn't have to interact with anything. And then, two, got to enjoy the ocean being on the ocean, not in the ocean, and got to take my SLR and get some really good pictures. You you do realize that when you lock eyes with a fish, you're like 45,000 times bigger than them just because you're a human, not because of anything else. 
and you scare them more than they should scare you. Oh, dude, I know all of this. Like, I know, <laughs> I know all of this. It's not, it's not a situation of fear. It's a situation of just like, I don't like being touched. Gotcha. Especially when like, it's not, for lack of a better term, consensual. I'm not being like, hey, fish, come touch me. And they're like, yeah. okay, it's, we're going to come touch you. And I'm like, could you not? And the fish are like, no, but really though. And I'm no, but really though, please leave me alone. <laughs> you, you know, that story actually reminds me of my first experience in the waters in, uh, I think it was Delphi or was it? Athens? It was somewhere in Greece, and I was in second grade, and I had the same experience. I'm not afraid of fish. I love fish. I'm not afraid of anything in the sea. But the one thing that did scare the crap out of me was the seaweed that was just randomly touching the bottom of my feet when I did not expect it, and I thought it was a shark. And when I found out that it was seaweed, I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. But then I stuck my head under the water, and lo and behold, I was right by a whole family of crabs. So I, too, not necessarily fear, but again, it's that weird, this weird scaly thing is touching me, and I I can definitely see where you're coming from. So I'm just joshing you about the whole thing, because I definitely know what you were experiencing, and... Yeah, it it's not always a fun fun time for Quentin or Tony. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's just it's not a fear thing. It's just something about like it just touching you and like the the especially when you're like floating in the water where your head's above water and you don't know what's going on below on like ninety percent of your body you don't know what's going on or what's near it. That just thought just like I don't know, it just it's uncomfortable. I'm like, Can you could you not like go away? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you guys do come back to California for visiting and then if we ever take you to the beach, don't try to put your head under the water because you can't even see what's there because of all the pollution and everything else that we do so terribly to the Pacific Ocean. And so it's a free-for-all. It could be a rock. It could be a fish. It could be, I don't know, a, a toxic waste dump that you would pick up and then you would turn into a ninja turtle i don't know because you can't see it but it's just one of those things oh yeah the water over there was gorgeous you could see forever oh stop boasting huge (laughs) schools of fish all right well with all that being said i think that lends itself to end this week's podcast thank you so much for joining us and we both hope you had a happy and safe Halloween if you did celebrate it. Quentin, for those who want to follow you, what's the best way to do that? On Xbox Live with Firewall. All right, Firewall. For me, that would be Hannity's, just my last name on Xbox Live. And all the other links will be found in the description on your respective podcast feed. You guys have a good one. Take care. Bye. I'm coming for you. I'm going to be there, watching you. I will get to you. I will find you.